Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chuckle Tech, your guide to all things tech, the podcast where we talk about gaming on Lego bricks and mining cryptocurrency on phones. No, this is not some random art project, this is reality. So strap in, ladies and gentlemen, this is about to get very weird very fast. I'm your host, Isina Azam, and let's get started, shall we? So first things first, we got uh, two phones from Xiaomi, uh, the Poco F4 and the X4 GT. Let's start off with the Poco F4. It has a 6.67 inch AMOLED 120Hz display. It's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 875G. Uh, you, you can go from 128 to 256 gigs of UFS 3.1 storage, uh, 6 to 12 gigs of RAM, 3 cameras on the back, a 64 megapixel main camera, an 8 megapixel ultra wide camera, and a 2 megapixel, oh my god. On the front, you have a 20 megapixel selfie camera. Um, you get a 4500 mAh battery with fast charging up to 67 watts. It comes in 3 colors, moonlight silver, night black, and nebula green, and starts at... 400 euros, around 418 dollars. That is impressive. And let's not forget the Poco X4. It's also insane value. So you get a 6.6-inch uh, uh, LCD 144Hz display, MediaTek Dimensity 8100, 128 to 256 gigs of UFS 3.1 storage, 8 gigs of RAM, the same three cameras on the back, a 64 megapixel main, uh, 8 megapixel ultrawide, 2 megapixel, oh my god, uh, 2 megapixel selfie camera, uh, a 5080 uh, mAh battery with fast charging gold also up to 67 watts. Comes in three colors, black, blue, and silver, and starts at around 380 euros, which is like $400. For some, these phones are absolutely fantastic when it comes to value. For others, not so much. It depends on what you prefer. If these phones look too boring for you, might I consider the Nothing One by co-founder of OnePlus, Carl Pei. So in an interview, he was talking about how boring phones were nowadays, especially after uh, LG left uh, the industry as a whole. Uh, phones look too similar, specs are almost the exact same. Sure, they're good phones, but what? Uh, there's not much else we can expect. So now that he's about to launch his very first phone from Nothing, the name of the company Nothing, it, it's it's pretty much an iPhone X just with uh, the back cover removed, which is pretty ironic. Okay, I, I'm kidding, but uh, the design is pretty similar. So, like I said, the design is pretty much inspired by the iPhone X on the back, not on the front. So on the back, you got the two lenses on top of each other. I admit it's the only resemblance, but it does look like an iPhone X just without the back cover. I'm over-exaggerating. Uh, but the most interesting thing about it are these little tubes you can find in different places uh, around the back of the phone. So around uh, the lenses, uh, you got one uh, just on top of the charging port, one around the center uh, of the phone, and a single strip on the top right corner of it. So the main headline feature of this phone is you can use these tubes to light up in different patterns according to what you want from it. So say if you put a specific ringtone from nothing, it actually comes paired with a pattern for when exactly these lights turn on or off. Same thing with notifications too and even charging indicators. When you plug it in, sure, um, none of uh, the strips actually light up, but when you wiggle the phone a bit, you can clearly see how charged your phone is. Honestly, it's a pretty good idea, because let's be honest, not everyone likes to have the world's loudest ringtone. Um, 
I would rather much prefer it to see the lights come up than actually hear the sound. Uh, it does get a bit annoying over time, but with these it actually looks kind of cool. Is it enough to uh, grab an audience over something like an iPhone or a Samsung? We'll wait and see. The phone launches on July 12th, and I believe pre-orders begin now. Invite only. Yeah, that is still not good enough for you. Might I suggest... Oh boy. The OV-1. Oh, sorry, the Saga. It used to be called uh, the Ozome OV-1, but now it's called the Saga, in collaboration with Ozome. Is it pronounced Ozome or Awesome? Like O-S-O-M, I'm just gonna pronounce it as Ozome. Anyways, so Solana teamed up with Ozome uh, to turn the OV-1 uh, to Saga. So, it's not coming out anytime soon, apparently it's coming in the first quarter of 2023, so it, it's, a, it's a long way there. Um, but pretty good specs so far. 6.67 inch, 120 hertz uh, OLED display, uh, 512 gigs of storage, 12 gigs of RAM, uh, 50 megapixel camera, uh, 12 megapixel ultra wide, uh, Snapdragon uh, 8 Plus Gen 1. Not bad at all. But the main attraction of this phone is its relationship with cryptocurrency. Uh, so essentially what you can do with it is store your NFTs, store your crypto from, you know, in your crypto wallets. And official support for uh, any app that relies on the Solana blockchain, um, which is, you know, another pretty popular blockchain. Actually pretty comparable to Ethereum if you think about it. So good for Solana, good for Ozone. Um hopefully good for the consumer. I don't really know if if you're already in the crypto industry um uh, seems like a good phone again it's coming out in less than a year and who knows maybe cryptocurrency is pretty much worthless uh in the next 12 months but even for a phone by itself it seems pretty solid uh chipset is really good again snapdragon 8 plus gen 1 yeah 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 a thousand dollar starting price you also need to put a 100 dollar deposit yeah so it's pretty much an investment in the future but you know what's even more worthless than NFTs? Digital clothes. Um, I'm not really the biggest fan when it comes to uh, microtransaction video games. Uh, especially when it comes to cosmetic items. Like, I, I don't see myself paying actual money for you know, a, a piece of clothing I will never wear in real life. But I, I can see why people do that. Uh, it looks really good. Um, popular examples such as Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, the new Alayi skin just dropped anyways that's not the main topic the main topic is meta is launching um an essential store for their avatars as well as you know showing off what the avatars would look like in the metaverse um now i'm pretty sure that's not the final design for the avatars but they look disgusting uh they look like xbox 360 avatars just went down the toilet five times then eaten by a piranha as human beings, uh, they don't look necessarily the best. Not much detail uh, in the models, but that makes sense. VR headsets can't necessarily compete with uh, actual video game consoles or even pretty good PCs out there. Uh, so uh, I expected um, lesser resolution or less fidelity in those models, but they still look so weird. I'm not sure if it's necessarily uncanny valley. The heads are just way too big compared to their bodies. Uh, which just makes them look like ants. Meta said the store would launch soon. That, 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 that's all we know. Uh, also, I noticed a Balenciaga 
uh, logo on one of the designs. So it looks like Balenciaga is at it again from Fortnite to the Metaverse. Nice. So ladies and gentlemen, we have now reached the gaming couch where we talk about all things video games. So, uh, first off, let's start with uh, sales uh, on the Nintendo Switch and uh, specifically the Steam Summer Sale. Pretty good deals on there. Uh, check them out if you can. Inscription, the pretty popular uh, card-based roguelike game, uh, is coming to Mac and Linux. Honestly, fantastic news. It's a really good game. And even bigger news, Elden Ring has now been officially demaked. If you don't know what that means, uh, it's like porting the game, but worse. So now you can, you get to experience the full experience of Elden Ring on a Game Boy. Not a Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance, no, just the regular 1989 Game Boy. Looks more akin to the Pokemon games uh, from the early days of the franchise, more than actual Elden Ring. But that's what anyone would expect from an Elden Ring remake on a Game Boy. No Man's Sky is launching as a single-player experience on the Nintendo Switch October 7th. Um, pretty good updates for xCloud or Xbox Cloud Gaming. Microsoft Edge has now gotten clarity boost. The games just look better uh, on the web browser. Uh, plus, we did get the confirmation that keyboard and mouse support will come at some point. Uh, to xCloud. PS Plus, or at least the new tiers of PS Plus, are now out globally, so you get to experience all, okay, not not all of the PS games, uh, not a single Metal Gear Solid game, which is honestly very weird. Anyways, a um, lot of games actually, pr pretty good value, uh, if you're into uh, especially quite old uh, PS exclusives. Just a heads up, if you do not live in a region where PS Now was supported, you cannot play PS3 games, uh, either downloading it or streaming it at all. So that marks it down to PS4, PS5, some PS5 games, uh, PS1, PSP, and PS2 games. Bad news for Overwatch players, as it turns out Overwatch 2, when it releases on October 4th of this year, will replace the existing game at launch. So it kind of sucks, unfortunately. Um, I have a lot of friends who played Overwatch, they really like the game. Yeah, that's not necessarily the best news. If it's gonna completely replace the original game, why not just release it as a paid DLC expansion or something? Big week for Final Fantasy fans, as Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2, or now officially titled as Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, is officially coming uh, late 2023, maybe early 2024. With the announcement that the entirety of the Final Fantasy VII Remake will be a trilogy, not a duology, so expect to Part 3 sometime in, I don't know, early 2030 or something. And for our last gaming-related topic, uh, other than the one we'll talk about after this one, uh, Sonic Origins came out. Um, the classic Sonic games, so that's Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles, and Sonic CD, uh, all in one solid uh, collection. Some stuff is locked via DLC, which, which kind of sucks. Plus the confirmation from Yuji Naka that yes, Michael Jackson did at some point get involved in uh, the music of Sonic 3. So that's pretty much it when it comes to gaming. Now on to Lego Bricks. So, uh, James Brown, or at Ancient underscore James on Twitter, somehow managed to fit a 72 uh, by 40 uh, display in a Lego Brick. Specifically one of those, 
I, I, I don't even know what to call it. So I remember when I was like eight or nine, um, I would like to make, uh, you know, a simple room for my Lego minifigures, and I would put um, w w those bricks that look like a computer screen. I completely forgot what they're called. Uh, they're angular, so you know they have a sticker on them that kind of resembles a computer monitor. Anyways, that's that's not the important part. Um, I would make them live their own lives. Um, and one of that was gaming, so I would just make a little desk. Yeah, it was fun for around a year or so. But now it's actually real. Um, so uh, James Brown managed to fit a mod inside of it, and guess what? You can game on it. Sure, it's not ne necessarily the best. Uh, less than three thousand pixels in total. Uh, also, it's in monochrome only uh, due to technical limitations. It was really hard to accomplish, so good for him. But now you can play Doom on a Lego brick. Speaking of which, do not use Instagram. Uh, or at least if you don't want, you know, even more spying for some reason. Uh, Instagram is testing an AI that verifies your age by scanning your face. So if you ever lied about your age on Instagram, uh, well, I got bad news for you. So officially you have to be 13 years old to sign up for an Instagram account. Um... They didn't necessarily enforce this rule, so uh, right now users in the U.S. will have uh, uh, will have to verify uh, their their age from two ways: IT cards if they're 18 or older, or AI estimation. Yeah, there's also so social vouching. I'm not sure if this is the official n name for it, but what it does is Instagram asks uh, three mutual followers of you know, your account, to confirm how old you are. It kind of makes sense. Uh, they say that they won't necessarily store your uh, your face in any of their servers, which which is neat. Plus, it doesn't go to um, Instagram directly. It goes to Yoti, uh, you know, a company that actually is experienced with identifying your age from an, a an AI. Okay. But if you thought AI being used that way was weird, well, I got... I got news for you. Amazon has showed off a new feature on their Amazon Alexa voice assistant. It's not officially out yet, but what it does is it takes your relatives or anyone's voices really. So it takes their voices and just uses it as uh, the voice assistant. So instead of, you know, Alexa's voice, it uses that, that person's or even yours. I do not know why, but as part of their demo, they mentioned that uh, the voice was a dead grandmother of the child who was speaking to uh, the voice assistant, which is kind of weird. I'm not sure about the ethics or morality of, you know, uh, using a dead relative's voice as a voice assistant. I mean, what are they going to do about it? Complain. Is it creepy? A lot of people think so. Is it useless? Not necessarily. Is it useful? Also not necessarily. Who knows, maybe I'm not even real and this is just an AI trying to fake my voice. Who knows? Again, speaking of AI, uh, Copilot, um, an AI-powered engine that helps you code from GitHub, is now out for everybody for 10 bucks a month. Unless you're a verified student or um, you're in charge of a popular open source project. Other than that, you got it for free, buddy. So what it does is it suggests uh, complete methods and algorithms. Um, of code uh, with just the simplest of commands. It's pretty useful, a lot of people actually use it. 
But 10 months of buck, well, not necessarily the most expensive in the world. I mean, certainly cheaper than hiring a programmer uh, to help you. Um, I think GitHub does need to somehow persuade a lot of people to join. But you know, I like paying 15 bucks a month for everything, like Netflix, 15 bucks a month, HBO Max, uh, 15 bucks a month. So having GitHub only 10, I have an extra 5 bucks a month that I just need to use uh, or spend. Well, I'm glad Telegram's here. So Telegram Premium. I do not know why it exists, but uh, I suppose it has something to do with the concept of capitalism and money. So what do you get with it? Uh, well, you get exclusive features uh, such as faster downloads and a larger maximum file upload size of 4 gigabytes, double the standard, which it was 2. You also get double uh, the limits on the number of channels you joined, uh, so for example, from 500 to 1000. Uh, uh, subscribers can create 20 chat folders with 200 chats each. Uh, save up to 10 stickers, pin up to 10 chats, and add a total of 4 accounts to Telegram instead of 3. Oh, and also you get a longer bio with a link. Um, apps in the chat, guys. Uh, so, of course, we all knew about uh, Internet Explorer's demise as a web browser. Actually, I don't think it was ever good. Microsoft Microsoft Edge certainly is better. Uh, a lot of people actually prefer it over something like Chrome or Firefox. But uh, another death from one of Microsoft services has been announced as Windows 8.1 is getting ready to send out end of support notifications. Uh, apparently it's going to be 2023. We don't know exactly when. We don't know uh, the cause of death. All we know is uh, F's in the chat. Now on to our last segment of the episode the tiny topics where i talk about tiny topics or just simply less important compared to the main headlines so the nhl is getting into nfts because apparently that's all the rage nowadays with you know the fresh kids speaking of which keanu reeves has been uh, categorized as a hypocrite uh he now supports nfts with uh the futureverse uh, a project that helps nfts uh, become more accessible than ever. Netflix has confirmed that ads in uh, their program as part of a separate tier is actually happening, unfortunately. Um, Twitter's closed caption toggle is now available on iOS and Android. I do not know how it didn't exist until today. Why? Okay. Um, apparently Samsung Australia got into some pretty tough heat when it comes to misleading waterproof claims a long time ago, uh, especially in uh, the Galaxy S7 series, and now has to pay $9.7 million for it. Big yikes. TikTok is now officially available on Vizio TVs. Yes, more vertical videos for my horizontal display. Um, WhatsApp now lets you mute individual uh, members of a group call. Twitter is experimenting with a new feature that allows us to share notes. Just notes, as long as 2,500 words while normal posts are limited to generally around 300 characters. Spotify is adding communities! Uh, why? Uh, Meta has uh, announced a couple of prototypes for their VR headsets. Um, for the most part, I would consider this to be a pretty important topic, but they're just prototypes. They, they're probably not going to release any time in the next five years or something. So yeah, we could just move on. Prototypes, uh, they look impressive, they have a lot of variety for some reason, but impressive nonetheless. 
Turns out, if your iPhone or iPad does not support iOS 16 or iPad OS 16, you may uh, go into some trouble when it comes to editable iMessages. As it turns out, they will get sent again, like separately as, you know, the edited message. And with that, we close the book of everything that happened this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to listen to the other episodes of the podcast. And don't be afraid to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this episode. As always, this is Yusin Azam, signing out. See you next weekend.